the Wildlife Observer Network. Yep. All right. Welcome to Nature's Hype Man, a.k.a. Herpin' Ain't Easy. It's kind of a combo podcast today because we got uh, Bob Fer- Ferguson. Or do you like Robert? Which do you prefer? Bob is fine. Bob Ferguson, who um, I know from uh, social media. I think we've run into each other in the field at least a couple times, right? Or, Probably. Yeah. Probably like the same chase on a bird or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm... So this guy, I'm fascinated by him because he gets incredible photos um, locally and abroad. He lives uh, in the Philadelphia area, and he gets incredible pictures of birds and herps, and he also travels extensively. So he's an incredible follow on social media. What's your handle? Uh, at Bob underscore Ferguson underscore Fascinature. And um, this guy's cool. He's also um, dead sexy, um, super into like fitness so you see a lot of that so you get some uh both wildlife eye candy and uh bob's eye candy personally um <laughs> if you follow him and uh yeah i also i think it's very endearing I, you know you go out with your family a lot which is great I, you know i have a um a very very young daughter and i hope to um have similar nature experiences congratulations i yeah she's beautiful oh thank you yeah i literally had a, <laughs> i had to um delay the start of this by a couple of minutes because I had a fairy uh, breast milk downstairs. <laughs> um, and um, you know how that goes, probably like ho- handing off baby responsibilities so you can do your, your hobbies. Um, but the one thing I really want to talk about is these calendars. Um, every year you make wildlife focused calendars. Right. And I actually, I usually buy a few of them, um, two or three yeah. of them every year. Yeah. My mom is obsessed with turtles um, and every year my dad would get her a turtle calendar it was like the classic gift and i think it's at least the last two years we've got it from you now which i think is great because it's not that it's um you know i assume maybe the people the who are photographing the turtles for the regular calendars you buy in a store or maybe you know they're good people who do some good stuff for for wildlife but your calendars are specifically made to benefit different wildlife um, and conservation projects. So if you could give us a little um, background on the calendars and, and uh, what they support, uh, that'd be that'd be a great place to start. Okay, well, I've um, been doing this for nine years now. I just, about nine years ago, I just tried to creatively think about how I could generate some money to put towards conservation. Cause I've always felt like, I've always entered data into like her databases and trying to, bridge the gap between amateurs and professionals and, and, you know, make sure I'm giving back a little bit. Um, so about nine years ago, I decided to try making a calendar and see if I could sell any. And back then the print costs were pretty high because I was just getting started and I was going to put all of my profits towards the Pinelands Preservation Alliance. So that first year I sold 60 calendars, which to me was a big deal, but you know, now that I'm I've progressed. It's, it's pretty small in comparison. So since then I've been donating to different projects. I donated to a bog turtle uh, habitat restoration one year, donated to uh, the Choco down in Ecuador. And the last few years I've donated through the rainforest trust, which is my favorite um, conservation group. They just do some great work and they always have a lot of projects going on and 
I work closely with the philanthropist officer there and discuss basically where to allocate my money. Every year I have a meeting with her and the CEO and we talk about where I can get the most bang for my buck. So all the profits end up going to certain areas and it's always the most biodiverse spots that are under the most attack right now. So um, last year it was a Peruvian Amazon. The year before that it was the Choco in Colombia. This year it's going to be the Choco again. The Choco is just getting hammered by loggers. So that seems to be a running theme right now. So, you know, nine years later, here I am and I'm still selling them and I've become the quote unquote calendar guy. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun. I get to talk to people uh, that I haven't probably spoken to all year and make a lot more money now that I get all these um, printing discounts and sell a lot more. And while it's a lot of fun, by the end of this, I'm so sick of the word calendar because I've, I've just talked about it and typed it so many times, but it's something I look forward to every year. That's fantastic. Yeah. I um, had a, I visited the Choco um, just over a year ago in, in Ecuador. Um, and I wish I could spend a lot more time there. We did a trip to the Galapagos with a couple of days before in the Choco and it was phenomenal. Did you go through Mindo and then maybe Canande or what did you do? Um, I know that we were, so we did um, Maki Pucana okay. and th- it's a private reserve. And I know they're ha- with coronavirus, they're having some trouble. Um, so it's this private lodge, uh, private reserve with a lodge on it. So I wonder, I mean, if they can get hooked up with rain, um, Rainforest Trust, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this place is known as maybe the best place in the world to see um, Andean bear, spectacled bear. Oh, wow. Because they have... Um, there's a lot of um, wild avocados and when they're in fruit, the bears come in. So it, it's the problem is they're not, you can't really pin down exactly when they're going to be in fruit. So, but it's generally in, in some September to November. And yeah. when they're there, um, when I was there, the bears were there, which is great. So I got to see um, two of them. That's incredible. I was hoping to get lucky. I wasn't there. I, I was told the same thing that when the avocados fruiting, that's your best shot. I was just kind of hoping to stumble across one. Yeah. I my drive to Mindo from Quito's airport, I saw the bear crossing signs and I was like, wow, I'm here, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was um, that, you know, we, we, uh, the, there was that expo, the birding expo um, at Oaks. I don't know if you went to it when it was here, um, I think at least two years. And then unfortunately, um, Bill Thompson, the third died, who was, was doing that. So, mm. but I was there and I met, um, Isabella from, uh, um, Maki Bukana and, you know, they just have the bears all over the, their sign it, you know, their, their, you know, kiosk there. And, right. and, you know, I'm a birder, but I like, I, you know, I like, I like seeing mammals and everything else as you, as you can imagine, as you know, yeah. And so I, I was like, well, I have to, if we're going to Ecuador, I have to go here. I really want to see, cause I, I, I kind of want to see every bear in the world. The problem is I've of the eight species, the three left, I, for me are the hardest to see, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, would be, that's, eight. that's a little bit of a bucket list thing for me too. I'm just not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's, um, so this is a harder one too, but there's, you know, there's certain, I think I've, I've gotten the five where, you know, like, like polar bear it's you know it's it's hard to get you know there right but yeah. you're going to see them if you go there right it's like you know and same with like you know 
um, you know, Grizzly. And, you know, if you go to the Denali Highway, you're going to see one. Although I happen to see one before in my, my <laughs> raiding my camp but doing research but there's like you know black bear you know you know there's certain dumpsters you can see them in although sloth bear we saw sloth bear in sri lanka i don't know if there's a spot a general spot for sloth bear but like you know this is often the case when you look at for target animals like um like i saw my main wolf by happenstance in brazil but i know that there's a monastery where they feed them right so like almost every animal no matter in like you want to see there's like a there's like a if you go to one spot, you know you're going to see it. But I think the yeah. last three bears, like panda, sun bear, and uh, Asiatic black bear, I don't know if there's like a spot you could go see them. But yeah. this is like maybe the one spot for spect- uh, spectacle bear that like if you go the right time, you should certainly see. They have like these trackers. But anyway, back to to you, you know, um, in the calendars, um, have you um, visited all the places? Like, do you do you? You know, you've been to the Choco in Ecuador. How, do you try to go visit the reserves that you've benefited? I, I'd like to eventually. And I try not to be too biased when I'm choosing places um, because I've been there. I, I really try to stay true to the mission, which is to just put the money towards the most biodiverse spot that needs it the most. So now I have like a, a checklist of places I haven't been that I've donated to that I need to get to some some year. Like this year. Uh, I'm donating to the Dracula Preserve in Ecuador, and I've never been there. Uh, so now it's someplace I need to get eventually. Nice. So, um, if you don't mind asking, what what kind of um, what does this generate usually every every uh, year, or have what have you raised? Okay, so it it grows every year. <laughs> like I said, when I was talking about the calendars, the first year I sold sixty, and I think I made like two dollars off each so you know it was 120 i know the second year was a thousand because it started growing but uh so it just got larger and larger every year last year i was able to donate six thousand six hundred dollars um this year should be more uh i'm hoping to donate over seven thousand and maybe even seventy five hundred we'll see what's when it's all said and done how many i sold and how much the shipping costs are and that sort of thing but i'm hoping for seven to seven thousand five hundred money i wouldn't have to donate otherwise so yeah and, and this, this money actually you know this translates into acres being purchased yeah um so depending on the project like last year project not to get into the nitty-gritty of it but i donated to uh, a, land, a project that was getting title for indigenous people. So that was really cheap. That was like $2 an acre. This year, I'm the acreage, I'm actually donating so they can buy the acreage and, and add to a preserve. And that's like $368 an acre. So, you know, it depends on the year, how far it's going to go. Um, but over my course of the calendar project, I've saved about 19,000 acres. I'm sorry, no, over 20,000 acres. I've donated over $19,000 and then that's going to go up. It's going to increase dramatically this, this year. So. And I mean, to put that into context, I mean, I know a lot of people might not know Philadelphia, but we happen, I live right next to the Wissahickon, which is this legendary park, one of the largest city parks in the world. And that's 1900 acres. Right. And you know, that park is big enough to sustain a large wood duck population, lots, you know, and barred owls and, and peeled woodpeckers. And so like, that's not insignificant, you know, like this, this part, that's a, that's really cool. I, I, 
really cool that you're doing that. And um, it's amazing, you know, what. Yeah. And not saying it's an insignificant amount of money, but like for, you know, you often think you need millions, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars to make a difference. But this is like you're you're making a tangible difference um, every year. Yeah. And listen, I, I'd love to be Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, dropping millions or whatever. But I always tried to tell people that like we can do something within our relative space. And this is my relative space. You know, like it doesn't matter if you're making minimum wage, you can get creative. There's certain ways to give back. It doesn't need to be money. You know, like I, I'm not living in Ecuador. I'm not, you know, running into the forest and taking axes and chainsaws out of workers' hands, but I can donate money to the people who can make a difference, you know? And that's what I try to tell people. Like, it doesn't matter. Like you, if you donate $2 to the Peruvian project, you're helping them save an acre for indigenous people who live harmoniously with nature. So, you know, it's, it's all about just doing whatever you can and be, you know, being the best that you can be. That's wonderful. So what I think is really cool about what you do is, um, you know, obviously you, you, you go, so you go abroad, see some of these places. I know you went to Africa recently and you, um, you have some of the calendars of that wildlife, but you also do a lot of, I think maybe the bulk of what you do is local wildlife. And I, I, what I think is really cool is to see someone who's just as enthusiastic at flipping a, a, a milk snake in, in, um, you know, around Philadelphia area, as you are probably flipping a fertilance in the, down in Ecuador. Yeah. I, 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 at the end of the day, just love nature and I just, I need to be outside, you know? So I, as much as I love traveling and seeing the world every day at lunch, I go to a local park that I've been to thousands of times, you know, just to clear my head after staring at a computer all day. And I'm just as happy to see a garter snake in November, you know, as I am, well, maybe not the Bushmaster, but you know, you get it. It's, it's just the thrill of getting out there and seeing nature do its thing and smelling the fresh air and, you know, living in the present, really, that's what nature does for me. It just, it allows me to live in the present. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm not thinking about what I got to do when I get back to work. I'm just immersed. And, you know, I, I feel like that's not to, not to sound too serious, but I feel like that's one of the secrets to happiness is just to be in the moment. And that's what, every time I step outside, that's what happens for me. It's like my meditation. That's awesome. So what's some of your, um, favorite spots that you've ever that, that you heard locally and maybe that you've been to around the world okay so locally what the way i work is I, i'm in the philadelphia suburbs i'm about 20 minutes north of center city so most of the year i try and get out one weekend day per day my, my kids are older now uh, i used to take them i still take them when i can but i basically have probably a lot more freedom than you do right now with a newborn but um I, I'll flip-flop back and forth between the Pine Barrens of New Jersey or the Poconos of Pennsylvania. Two totally different habitats offering two totally different experiences, and I love them both, so I don't want to spend all of my time in either. And then, of course, I'll venture out further when I have the time, but those are like my two hot spots. I love the mountains and I love the Pine Barrens for totally different reasons. Um, traveling, I Africa was a life-changing trip that was my honeymoon and it was you know charismatic megafauna 
focused. I did get to find some snakes there, but it was winter there. So, uh, you know, I did what I could, but that wasn't the focus of the trip. Um, I, I love going to Latin America. I just love everything about it. I love the people. I love the culture. I, I love the animals. I love rainforests. So anytime I get a chance to head down to Central or South America, I will. Yeah, I am. Um... I was in a band and I traveled a lot and I, and the, we did two tours in, in Asia, Southeast Asia. And I used to be like, well, what's the hype about central South America? You know, Jaguars are cool. Tapers are cool, but in Asia, you got, you know, orangutans and, and gibbons and tigers and elephants and, you know, like, Oh, I'll, and then, and it is cool. I was like, and toucans aren't as cool as hornbills. And it is cool. Don't get me wrong. And I want to go back and, but I don't under, I don't know what it is, but there's something about the neotropics, you know, like I know they're not as rich in the, the mammals. Right. And I know some of the birds aren't even as flashy as they are in like Asia and other places, but there's something about the, the neotropics, especially I really love like the tropical Andes, uh, and of course, like I've been to the Pantanal, Atlantic Forest, but in Brazil, but man, I don't understand. It just gets you right. Like there's something about it. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I haven't been to Asia and I, there's tons of places I still want to go. I want to travel until I can't anymore. It's just right now. It's just until I own my business, I don't get so much time off and uh, I get the places that I can go do quick five to seven day trips. Whereas if I'm traveling halfway across the world, I want more time. So that's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the, so we're, we're getting about the time we said we'd do a half hour. Um, how can people get a hold of you in your, in order your calendars? Okay. So normally I just sell by word of mouth or just, I I'm on social media a lot with people and I, I message people. Like I said, I like to talk to people that I haven't talked to all year. And, uh, listen, if I message, I, I should clear this up right now. If I message somebody asking for a calendar sale, I, I do it because I believe in the project. I'm not funding camera equipment or I'm not funding my next trip to Ecuador with it. It's all my profits go to conservation. So it's something I believe in. And if I, I don't want any of my friends to ever feel like they are obligated to buy. It's basically like, listen, my calendars are 20 bucks. It's the holiday season. If you need a calendar or if you need a cheap, pretty cool gift that I'm proud of, you know, consider throwing the money my way because it's not going my way. It's going into wildlife conservation. And it's, so it's, you know, a way to spend money and feel good that it's going toward a good cause too. So a lot of times I will just talk to people on Facebook or Instagram um, lately, my YouTube channel. Uh, but if you want to just go check out the calendars themselves, it's www.etsy.com slash shop slash fascinature. And uh, that's, you can look at all the calendars there. They are five bucks more there. So check them out, see if you like them. Then you can always message me on social media and I'll sell them to you for $20 a piece or five for 90. Um, if you want to buy them from Etsy, that's fine. All your extra, your extra few dollars are just going to be more of a donation. So, you know, whatever people are comfortable with, you can, you can view them all at my Etsy shop 
or just message me and I'll give you the rundown. Like I said, I love talking to people and this is a good time of year to catch up with everybody. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we're, we're good. Uh, I appreciate your time. Um, I really, really appreciate that you do this for, for wildlife conservation and also just sharing your talents and, and, and passion um, with, with everybody. I love that. I'm, I am a serial sharer. I love just, you know, I don't, take pictures for them to die on my hard drive. You know, I want to show everybody whether they care or not. You know, they listen, you have you have the choice to block me on Facebook if you've seen enough snake or bird pictures. But if you want to, they're going to be there for you. So you know how it is. It's like you want to share the beauty with everybody. So well, if I was going to end the one thing, um, you know, I'm a person that gets out the field a whole lot and I have other friends that, that do. Um, in, in the same area that you do. How do you get, is, is there a technique? I don't know if it blow up your, blow up your secret or something, but you managed to like, is it just sheer focus and persistence and how much you're out? Or do you think you're like extra skilled at like, especially with the herps at like getting some of these um, shots and get and, and just encountering these, these animals? Well, herping, I, I get a lot of, I get a lot of questions from birders asking, uh, how to find herps. And I think that the problem, you know, generally speaking, and I mean no offense to birders, but like if you're a birder, you're focused on birds. Whereas herps take like extreme focus and you have to be willing to go out for a full day and not find your target and not find much bycatch either. So it's it's real it's a different game. You got to get dirty with herps. You have to be willing to brave ticks and chiggers and thorn bushes and get, you just get dirty. And it's, um, you know, I, I've been herping hardcore for 16 years now. So like, it's like a snowball. It's like you, your, your experience in the field just adds up. Your search image just gets better and better every year. And you, you find hot spots that you can just, you know, build a database of spots you can go to. And don't get me wrong. I like to try new spots all the time, but you know, if I go out, if, so if I go out to Pine Barrens, right. And I, I have three new spots I want to check out. I always have backup spots if they're a bust and that doesn't guarantee I'm going to find anything, but it's at least giving me a higher percentage. And it's really just that I've been focused for 16 years, you know, and that's how it is. And then with herps, as far as getting the photos i like said another 16 years of me handling things and knowing how they act and knowing how to be patient and not stress them out and try and get the best glamour shots i can i love in situ shots as much as i can but you know snakes flee when they see you so sometimes you got to grab them and i keep data for pennsylvania and recently i started donating it back to new jersey again so i while i don't like to grab every snake i see if I have to, I have to. So that's really the way I approach it. Go out. And, and since I picked up birding, it's, it's, and I've been birding hardcore for eight or nine years now, but like, there's always birds. You might not, you know, get be getting amazing birds, but there's always birds to look at in the field. So now I just try to put the, if somebody calls me a herper, I like to say, well, I'm kind of more just like an amateur naturalist. I just like to go out and see it all now. Snakes will always be my number one love, but I love it all. Yeah, and I'll tell you though, my friends who are herpers, like literally like professional herpetologists, like they're impressed with what you get. So 
Yeah, well, I find like, you know, I don't get paid to do it. So it's it's something it's it's an addiction, really. I mean, I I say it jokingly, but and a lot of people might like laugh when I say it's a, an addiction or a sickness. But like, I'm really I'm neglecting responsibilities to do this. Sometimes it's it's not good. Like, I can't shut it off. I dream about the stuff practically three to four times a week like I, I just i don't know how to turn it off i love it that much so that's the way it is i, I, I yeah i i have a similar sickness as a, i don't think i have quite the the i have the um how do i put this i have it occupies my brain but i don't think i have the focus <laughs> that you do <laughs> to actually um to uh, be so disciplined um I've literally, I've tried to turn it off. Like I take breaks from social media so I don't see what other people are finding. Like, so I'm not like, oh, I need to go find something. Like I, I, I don't get jealous of other, I, I'm happy for what everybody else finds. But like when I see other people out in the field, I'm envious that I'm inside. And like, so I've tried things. I've listened to, and this isn't a joke. I've listened to 12 step programs in my car on my way to find animals while telling myself, this will be the last time. Once I'm done listening to this program, you know, I'll, I'll be able to shut this off when I want. It's just ridiculous, really. That is amazing. And <laughs> I'm just going to say, don't change. <laughs> Keep doing you because, because the results are, um, are, are awesome. They're fun and they're, they're productive for the world. So you, you do you. Uh, and I really appreciate your time. Uh, we'll put the links um, in in um, the notes and on our social media and on our blog, so people can check out your 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 photos and hopefully get some calendars. And I really appreciate appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tony. It's good talking to you. I appreciate all the kind words. Thanks, everybody. Cheers.